Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends in sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Big Ben, your place for all things great in sports history because sports history is made each and every day of the year. But we try to preserve it, at least a small sampling from some of the greatest athletes every day based on their uniform numbers that they may have worn. The uniform numbers we're going to talk about today are 24, 14, 18, 32, 17, 22, 43, 30, 7, 23, and number 27. August 31st, 1894 is the day we're going to start off on. And Philadelphia's Billy Hamilton ended up stealing seven bases in the single game played upon this day. What a great day it must have been for for him uh, taking all those bases and a nightmare for the battery of the pitcher-catcher of the opposition. August 31st, 1900, Brooklyn Dodgers pitcher Brickyard Kennedy, one of the greatest names in baseball history, ended up walking six straight Phillies. Not a good day for him, but a pretty awesome name for the old Brickyard Kennedy. August 31st, 1903, the New York Giants future baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Joe McGinnity won his third double header of the month beating the Philadelphia Phillies 4-1 and 9-2 at the Polo Grounds. Yeah, you heard that right. He won third doubleheader of the game of the month. That's six games. Two games in a day, three different days of the month, and won them all. A lot of pitching. Must have had a very strong arm. August 31st, 1909, A.J. Reach and Company patented a cork-centered baseball. That doesn't sound like much. You know, prior to having these cork center baseballs, they had, the baseballs had a rubber, solid rubber core, and you know they have the wrappings of yarn or whatever is in there, and then a leather cover. And but the differences that this made of having the cork center, uh, batting averages ended up going up. There were more home runs. Uh, a lot of statistics went up with the corked ball as opposed to the hard rubber ball. Uh, August 31st, 1915, Chicago White Sox hurler Jimmy Lavender threw a masterpiece of a no-hitter versus the New York Giants lineup, aiding in a 2-0 victory for the White Sox. On August 31st, 1935, Chicago White Sox veteran pitcher Vern Kennedy, who wore number 24 that season for the Sox, tossed a whale of a game as he too had a no-hitter against the Cleveland Indians, resulting in a 5-0 win for the Chai Sox. Now, August 31st, 1950, Brooklyn Dodgers Gil Hodges, who wore number 14, smacked four home runs and then added a single and a game versus the Braves. That's a pretty big day of offense for Gil Hodges. August 31st, 1954, Cincinnati Reds first baseman, who wore number 18, Ted Klazuski, hit two home runs and a 9-3 loss versus the Philadelphia Phillies at Connie Mack Stadium. Philadelphia. Now the first red leg to ever hit 40 major league home runs and en route to a season of 49. That's what Ted Klazuski did for the, the Cincinnati Reds. August 31st, 1959, Sandy Koufax, who wore number 32 of the Los Angeles Dodgers, broke Dizzy Dean, who wore number 17 with the Cardinals, number 22 with the Cubs, National League mark of 18 strikeouts in a game. 
Wow, Koufax, 18 Ks in a game. That's amazing. Then August 31st, 1990, Dennis Eckersley, number 43, saved his 40th game of that 1990 season, a very magical one with Oakland. Uh, August 31st, 1990, like father, like son, and a chip off the old block, baseball outfielders Ken Griffey, senior, number 30, and Ken Griffey Jr., number 24, became the first father and son to play on the same team, the Seattle Mariners, in the same game. Well, to add a little bit of magic to the day, they hit a pair of back-to-back singles in the first inning and both scored in an impressive MLB family reunion for the Griffey family. That's a great story. August 31st, 1991, University of Houston quarterback David Klingler, wearing number seven, set an NCAA record with six touchdown passes in the second quarter alone as the Cougars clobbered Louisiana Tech 73-3. David Klingler, just a a great name in college football. Uh, August 31st, 1997, Don Mattingly's number 23 was retired by the New York Yankees. Hanging that banner, number 23, up on the wall at Yankee Stadium. August 31st, 1997, number 27, Eddie George, rushed for 216 yards on 35 carries and scored a touchdown as the Oilers, playing their first NFL game in Tennessee, beat Oakland 24-21 in overtime at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. If you remember, they were the Tennessee Oilers uh, for that uh, first or maybe couple years until they finally became the Tennessee Titans. Of course, they moved from Houston where they started off being the Oilers in the AFC and the AFL before that. So that is our a little bit of a sports history on the sports break today. Uh, we're glad that you could join us. If you want some more sports history, go to sportshistorynetwork.com. 30 different podcasters bringing you all kinds of different sports and history and all kinds of guests of just uh, uh, hundreds and thousands of hours of podcasting delight there that uh, good any time of the day, 24 hours a day. It's open sportshistorynetwork.com. It is the headquarters of sports yesteryear. Definitely there. And also go to our websites, pigskindispatch.com and jerseydispatch.com for more great sports history. Till tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. We're dribbling around and see the shot clock's almost out, so we got to put up our shot and come back tomorrow for some more great sports history. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.